8.44. There have been an unusually large number of people on the streets of Toronto, Canada of late. We've seen the 2019 Pride Parade. Uh, one of North America's largest Pride Parades actually takes place in Toronto. And a week before that, there was an even bigger so-called We the North Parade with two million fans pouring on the streets in a state of happy madness, celebrating the Toronto Raptors' historic basketball victory over the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA title. But that was marred by gun violence at Nathan Phillips Square outside of Toronto City Hall, where even Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was present on stage. Josh Elliott is an international online journalist at Global News and joins us on the line for our On the Scene segment today. Good morning. Morning, Alex. How are you? Well, good, thank you. I'm curious what was going on beyond the celebrations here. Were you actually there last Monday during the rally for the Raptors? Uh, No, actually, I was keeping my distance. That temporarily shut down the city, essentially. It jammed subways, it it jammed up roads. It was very difficult to get down there. But there was just a lot going on, and we were watching it from our newsroom in Toronto as well. But wherever you were in the city, perhaps anywhere in the country... Perhaps anywhere in North America or the world, you were aware of the the rapturous greeting that oh, this victory was met with. Uh, it, it was a phenomenal uh, performance and result against the Golden State Warriors, who've been the golden team for so long. It really was, and it was an underdog story. I think Toronto was never expected to win this. They were just happy to be there at first, but... The fact that they were able to pull that off really rallied the whole country around its one basketball team. And and obviously there was a huge celebration across the country last week, and it's still kind of going on right now. Buses carrying the team took five hours to make a 15-minute drive during this parade. And you've got, what, a quarter of the six million population of Toronto metro area out there in a fairly condensed form. You've already suggested that the city wasn't able to cope all that well with that, given the gridlock. But can you give us a, a description of, of of how it perhaps turned sour slightly? Sure. Well, I think it comes down to the way they planned the parade route. Uh, they went from a rather remote area, very far downtown along the water, and they weaved their way through the city back and forth. And they had a lot of people fenced in for this, but they didn't really clear the path for the bus. So it was moving very slowly. And you also had the players showing up about three hours late. So everything got going very late, and the path wasn't clear. So it really just inched its way through the city and shut it down, even more so because no one expected it to run as long as it did. But it it was marred, wasn't it, by gunfire and a stampede. Four people suffered. It was injuries they were non-life-threatening but it it, it sounded pretty um, unpleasant who were the shooters do we know Uh, so we don't know exactly who the shooters are at this point what we know is that they were targeted shooting so these weren't terror acts from what police are telling us it sounds like people from the security experts i spoke to it sounds like these were people settling scores and waiting for a very large crowd a very public event to do something in that crowd and potentially get away with it. Uh, now, they didn't get away with it. They were caught, uh, but it did cause a, a major panic. And there was video out there of the city hall crowd essentially scattering in every direction after the shots went off in one case. So it definitely ignited a panic, and it took a lot of effort to get everybody 
calm down, back in the square, and back in a happy mood. But for some people, those memories will stay with them for a long time. That scary feeling of hearing a gunshot so close when something is supposed to be very positive. Can you tell us a bit more about the gun laws in Canada and, and how they would have applied in this kind of case? Well, handguns are legal in Canada if you have a license, and there's about one million of those licenses out there. Uh, but we don't have nearly the same culture as the United States, where it's very much a part of your, a part of your identity in the U.S. Uh, in Canada, it's really not. Uh, you're not allowed to just walk around town carrying one, whether it's open or concealed carry. Um, but we do, especially in Toronto, have an issue with illegal guns coming in as well, because we have the United States a short two-hour drive away. So we don't know if these are legal or illegal weapons, but Toronto itself does have an issue with gun violence. And if um, after those shootings we're talking about people suffering injuries, albeit non-life-threatening, it doesn't sound like it was a very successful targeted shooting. Do, do we know anything about, about that side of it? Uh, it? It doesn't sound like details are very clear at this point. No, they've kept it very quiet so far. Uh, no major details coming out other than that everybody has survived. Uh, and I think we're going to see more details come out as this goes through the courts and we see the, uh, the accused appear in court and, and those details will come out there. Coming back to the, the sporting side of this, I, I guess one defence of the city is that there's just not been anything like this for a while. I guess to come up with a, a near comparison, would it be back in 93 when the, the baseball team, the Blue Jays, won... The World Series, uh, has there been anything of this nature since then? There really hasn't. There hasn't been anything in the social media era to really come close to what this has been. Uh, 93, in 1993 and 1992 before that, Toronto was a very different city. Uh, it's much bigger, it's much more multicultural now, and it, this, this team really re- united the country. So uh, it didn't feel like just a Toronto event. It was a Canada event. And it was something that the city really couldn't anticipate fully. Uh, and we saw what happened, obviously, last week. Actually, when I think of Canadian sports teams, I, I, I'm immediately drawn to ice hockey, or just hockey, as you would probably say. Uh, and, and the Maple Leafs have a fine tradition in Toronto. Uh, obviously, the Blue Jays do as well. The Raptors, though, that they wouldn't have necessarily been uh, in the top two teams that I would have thought of in, in relation to successful sport in Toronto. How much has basketball got under the skin of people there? Well, as you mentioned, the Toronto Maple Leafs are really the gold standard here, and they have been for a very long time, not because they've been particularly successful, because they haven't won a championship since 1967, as uh, people from other cities in Canada are quick to remind Toronto people all the time. So they're not a successful franchise, but they've always been that number one. Uh, but it looks like basketball has really, especially after this run, potentially jumped up into that neighborhood. And if they can remain successful for a few years, you're really building a new generation of fans among young people. And I've been out at community centers lately, and I've seen so many children out playing basketball because it's such an accessible sport. They've seen their heroes win this championship so recently. Uh, And I think this is going to boost the sport, perhaps up to the level close to the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs, if they ever won a championship, it might be even bigger. But it's also a situation where the rest of Canada would not be on their side if they won. So, uh, this, this basketball championship is really a unique thing. 
Well, I, I might point out that the Maple Leafs have been successful more recently than the England football team, which last won the World Cup in 1966. And uh, in fact, it was the last time of any major competition. And that hasn't stopped England football fans being very passionate, including myself. So uh, maybe it's something about absence that makes the heart grow even more fond. But um, let's talk a little bit more about the social media response here. We, we had not just concerns about this shooting, but actually concerns about giving the Raptors players some space. Like the MVP, Kawhi Leonard, uh, has had pretty much every movement he's made chronicled since this uh, victory. And obviously fans are concerned that he might leave the team. There's a website that's been set up, com. There's a petition available there. Is this a little bit of overdrive with social media or is it understandable to you? What, what are your feelings? Well, it seems like a lot. Like this, this man has come to the team and essentially brought them the championship. He's a very good player, but he's also a quiet person. He keeps to himself. Uh, when he does speak, he says very little. And yet, even when he says something like, I'm a fun guy, you get such an explosion on social media around those little phrases. Like there are people with signs that say, I'm a fun guy. And people are just really, really hoping that he will stay because essentially their chance of repeating rests with him. If he chooses to leave and he'll have that decision next week, then the Raptors probably will not get another championship. But if he stays, there's a chance they could do it again. So all eyes are on him. All eyes are are just fixated on him and waiting to see what he chooses to do. Uh, And when that decision is made, we'll probably see a lot of reaction again on social media. And uh, hopefully it will be positive, even if he chooses to leave. But I can't uh, can't guarantee that's going to happen either. There have been so many other spin-offs from this, including the political support for Mayor John Tory, able to enjoy a boost in popularity thanks to the team's success. His Raptors blaze has become a bit iconic, hasn't it? It really has. It's, uh, it's just that kind of blazer that uh, an older man would think would be very stylish. And, uh, and it's so unique. It's all black. It's got that Raptors logo on it everywhere uh, the, uh, in gold, so a gold ball. And uh, it's just such a quirky look that he's really owned it through this whole run. And uh, it'll probably go down with one of those tidbits that will always be associated with this victory. Well, Josh Elliott of Global News, thank you very much for being on the scene for us today and, and sharing some of the drama not all of it positive but mostly so it sounds like over the last few days thanks alex thank you and still going on it looks like as well so uh it's a big week for this region we've been underscoring that point throughout today's show uh, marking the 69th anniversary of the outbreak of the korean war and dialogue continues to try to find some sort of breakthrough that would bring about lasting peace or even just the the start of lasting peace. Wouldn't it be nice to, um, perhaps it's too much to ask, to have the anniversaries cross over, to to have the same day that we celebrate the start of peace as the day we remember the start of the Korean War. Um, Perhaps we've still got the opportunity to align the anniversaries of the armistice agreement and some sort of lasting peace, but it's all looking rather tentative at the moment. We've got President Donald Trump heading to the G20 summit. We've got Other major counterparts like Chinese President Xi Jinping doing the same. It's all happening in Japan this week. But then Trump is going to be heading to South Korea this weekend. And uh, we think there's going to be a trip to the DMZ involved there. 
He has spoken a little bit more, uh, President Trump, about a very friendly response to a letter he received from Chairman Kim Jong-un of North Korea earlier this month, wishing him a happy birthday. Uh, We know already from the North Korean side that it contained excellent content, President Trump's words. Well, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said in a statement overnight that the correspondence between the two leaders has been ongoing. It's pen pal diplomacy, but still... um, not exactly a cause for wild celebration or great optimism at this point. It's just better than firing insults, isn't it? We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05.